In the name of one God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, again, good evening. Maybe you have already started celebrating, but I bid you a happy Independence Weekend. I know we were supposed to start celebrating tomorrow on Monday, but I think we like to celebrate and, and bring it up. At least I know in our area over in Julington Creek, it seems like last Thursday night was really the night that all the firework shows began, and they have just carried through. And that, uh, that doesn't make it very fun for young guys in my household that are very excited about tomorrow night's celebration. Um, so every night, they'll, they'll get tucked to sleep, they hear the big boom, and they jump to the window in excitement, and we start all over again. That's just part of the, of the fun in our household, the 4th of July. But think what tomorrow brings, the actual 4th, 264 years, no, it's 46, I'm getting the numbers reversed, 246 years of celebrating our independence and our freedom. We will gather with those that we love or friends or neighbors, whoever, whoever you will be with. Some of you will watch on TV, fireworks shows from across the nation. Some of you may go to various locations in Jacksonville, possibly St. Augustine, or like we do, we just go into, we join with all of our neighbors in the driveway. The barbecue is lit, and then we do up our hamburgers and hot dogs. We're playing cornhole and things like that until the sun goes down, and then our, the love our country has, especially us pyromaniacs with the small fortune we drive by the phantom, you know, phantom fireworks, and we probably do it for an hour, and it's, it, it's a blast. It's so much fun. And I know on our way home from morning church this morning, we, we indeed stopped by the stand, and we prepared, and we are ready to celebrate our freedom tomorrow night. But in a moment, I'm going to use the fireworks show as an illustration that will remind us of not just our freedom as Americans, but the deep freedom of the Christian. And you'll, I'll come back to that in a moment, but we're going to do that with the gospel I just read in Luke chapter 10. And if we set up the context of that, it's Jesus sends, he has first sent out the 12. And now he is sending out, our text said that he's sending out the 70. But other translations say that he's sending out the 72. And so it doesn't matter the number or the names of the people that he was sending out. But that group of people, what we see before us is they are going to places, sent out two by two. They're going to the places Jesus wants to go, to the region, to towns. And they are spreading out to get to say the message that the kingdom of God has come near. And they also are given a whole list of marching orders, and I want to look at a few of those because I think their journey is not so much different than our journey. I mean, they're to cure the sick and then to cast out demons as we hear in, in just a moment's time how that was going. But on that journey, it's very interesting, the marching orders that they get and how it opens up. In the words of Jesus, he says as he's sending out these this group, go, see, I send you into the midst of the wolves. He calls them, you are lambs being sent into the midst of wolves. 
And what do you think the group thinks when they hear that? Because if you've ever seen a Yellowstone Animal Planet TV show, or heaven forbid, if you've been hiking in Yellowstone or Teton National Park, like where we used to live, that you come up on whatever a wolf gets a hold of, it's not a very pretty picture. And most of the time, the wolf is going to win that battle. And yet Jesus has just told this group he's sending out in great power and excitement, hey, I'm sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. And I can only imagine what they're thinking. And then, as if that is not enough, he says, take with you no bag, no purse, and no sandals. And I don't know if that actually means the sandals on your feet to get there or an extra pair, but don't take all of those things. The things that we would naturally want if we were going on a journey, money, provision, resource, and heaven forbid if it's the wrong pair of shoes or if we have no shoes. But you see what what Jesus is getting at with this group in this first part of the, the marching list to them as they are being sent out as he is saying, I'm sending you out into a broken, into a world that is hurting right now, where there is suffering, where there is great pain, and you are going out into that. And it can be dog eat dog or wolf eat wolf, if we're going to be a little more accurate. It's a nasty place. And and when he tells them not to bring all of those things, what he is saying is, I am enough. I, in Christ alone, you go out in my name, and I will be with you. And through the power that I, through the power that I grant you, you will do amazing things. It's a beautiful thing that he's telling them with kind of some harsh language that's hard to figure out. And then he tells them, as you will arrive at the villages and places that you are going to, and when you come to a household, say, peace to this house, the peace of God that comes with you. They go, he's, he sends them out as ambassadors of the peace of God. And as he is telling them to do that, he, he, it is a peace that they will never be taken away from them. As he says, you offer that peace to somebody, but it may be rejected. But it, it, it's not lost in the offering of that peace, for it will return to you. It's that promise of the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will never leave them. It will be offered, but it, it most likely will be rejected in some places, but fear not. My peace is with you and will remain with you. And third and final of the marching order list that I want to look at tonight is that Jesus gives in his promises. He says, and as you come into a town, if they, and if they have rejected that message of peace, then I'm giving you the power and the foundation to stand firm in the truth of the message that I have sent you out with which is that the kingdom of heaven has come near. You may experience as you go armed with this message as these ambassadors of peace with Christ being all you need for this journey, you may experience out in that broken and desolate world some really nasty things. 
but fear not. And he shows them how to stand firm in those lines of shake off the dust if that message of peace that I have armed you with has comes back to you and say, and say, I shake it off, but know this, that the dust that clings to your feet no longer stays. I remain on the mission, standing firm in the truth of the message of God that we come and bring. And they, they end with that, but know that the kingdom of God has come near. And as they go on this journey, I think with the, with the short laundry list of things that they were supposed to bring or not bring, just go, it must have been a very short journey. Because we actually get to see that group of 70 or 72 return. And they have a wonder and an excitement and a joy about them as they have been on this journey. And as they meet Jesus and start telling the stories of the journey of being sent out, they say, Jesus, even the demons submitted to us in your name. And we find the next statement that comes out of the mouth of Jesus as he is hearing this joy from the group that has been sent out is what has really locked in my head for preparing for the sermon today. Jesus says, I saw Satan fall out of heaven like a lightning flash. This goes all the way back to the prophets. It's Ezekiel 28 and Isaiah 14, when it was the story of a time before actual time when the fall of Satan happened. When Lucifer was in heaven with, the, with some, of the angel, some of the angels and they got a little too big for their britches and they were kicked out of heaven with one third of the angels and kicked to earth. A first of the many victories over Satan that we see throughout the biblical narrative. But Jesus has just kind of in essence said to this group, you have been out there doing the work of God. And every victory that you just won, I, I see Satan falling from heaven like a, like a lightning flash. I compared in my head, we've had a lot of lightning lately, but I compared in my head, I told you I would come back to an illustration that would help you see what Jesus is saying to that group that was sent out and that all, he is also saying to us, through the scripture, through the gospel tonight. That whenever you're celebrating, tomorrow night, tonight, whatever it be, when you see those bombs bursting in air, think as those explosions of light happen and begin to fall back to the ground, remember that statement from the lips of Jesus himself. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Remember in your head the great victory that was won then. And I would pray because of the cross of Christ and because of his resurrection that Satan continue to fall out of your heart. As day after day you were being made into the image of our Lord and Savior and growing in relationship with him. You see, like I mentioned before, the journey of the 72 being sent out is not much different than the one we have today. We know out there what it looks like lambs being led to, <laughs> out into the wolves. But what, that, what we have to know by that, we talked about it, they're being sent out into a broken and chaotic 
world where there is suffering and sadness. We know it too well every time we turn on the news. But because of the great victory, because of Satan falling, as he, as he has done and continues to do, that the, we go out into that broken world where at one point we are all the wolves. And those of us that hear in the message of God, we become the lambs. And it is in Christ alone, like those spoke to those 72 and to us, we have everything we need to walk the journey out there into the brokenness and chaos of life. This is a victory that continues to, out, uh, to unfold in our lives. And then from there, we go just like they did as ambassadors of the peace of God. Bringing that peace that, and that grace that has touched our heart and continues to transform our heart, we go bearing that same message that the kingdom of God has and continues to come near. You are ambassadors of his peace. And third, on our journey out in our pilgrimage through this life, you have the ability by the promises of God to stand firm. Whenever evil may come up, rejection, or whatever it may be, God has given you the power to stand firm in the message that you are his, you are his beloved, and the great victory that we remember. So as you celebrate, I hope you enjoy your time with however you celebrate your freedom as the holiday approaches tomorrow. But don't just stop the celebration at the freedoms that we have as Americans. But let it be deepened by the promise of freedom that the Christian has. That there is no more bondage to sin and death. And that we taste a new kind of freedom. And we get to walk through this journey of life armed just like the 72 did. And it continues with us. May you remember that as you celebrate freedom tomorrow. And thanks be to God for giving us these promises and this type of spiritual freedom. Amen.